Mike seems to be finding his rhythm. What are you seeing there that's the difference with him lately? He's aggressive. He's aggressive, but I think he really starts the game looking out for his teammates. And as a point guard, I think it gets us all going. And, and then when the second unit comes in, you can see that he's attacking the rim, he's shooting his shots, and that's what we need. You know, I think he's really controlling the tempo for, for us. And, you know, he's finding his, his groove again because I think the injury probably took out his rhythm a little bit. But tonight, we, we saw the real Mike. I agree with most of that. I kind of see the injury part differently. I don't think the injury took out Conley's rhythm. I don't think he really had it before the injury. It delayed him finding it. Yes, I believe that. I think it delayed, so I think it's the same thing. It delayed him finding it. And also I thought that the front office helped him out by changing the bench. I think it was hard to find the rhythm because I don't think they had the talent to run the offense when he was out there with the bench group which he had to play a lot of minutes at. So it forced him to be a little more ball dominant because there were other guys who weren't good enough to do it. They, he gets hurt. They make the Clarkson deal, and they make other changes, and and it starts working, and he sees how it works, and he fits in. And when he comes back and settles in after an injury, there's often an acclimation period since then. His last 10 games, I mean, if these are his playoff numbers, you'd just sign off on it right now. So I think it's a combination of him getting used to the rhythm of the offense, them improving the guys around him, and you have to get past the injury because, like you say, it delayed it 20 games or whatever he was out, but it was 20 But the most games. important thing, is this the real Mike, as Rudy I, just I think said? So. I think so. So if this is the real Mike, they've got 21 games to go, then we will see this. Maybe he doesn't play back-to-back. I don't know if he's going to play a Saturday because he hasn't played back-to-back. And then next week they have the same thing with Memphis and uh, New Orleans, I think, in reverse order. So Emmanuel Moutier, so, so he's not, next guy, They've blah, got blah, blah. 21 games. He doesn't have 21 games. But in the games that he plays, whether it's 18, 19, 17, whatever it might be, is this the mic that we're going to see? And then what you just said, most importantly, is this the real mic in the postseason? Do people buy that we are now seeing the legitimate count on almost every night Mike Conley because what he did against the Knicks he plays 27 minutes now they didn't need to play that many minutes because they were comfortably ahead and he had 17 points 6 of 9 2 of 4 from 3 3 of 4 from the line he has 6 bo- uh, six assists a couple of boards that's not outrageous Mike Conley he will have that game in the playoffs I don't think he will average that in the playoffs well, I need him to average that. His average over the last 10 games, which is what I'm signing off on, bigger sample size and some better quality opposition than the Knicks in there. Although, as you point out, his Knicks numbers impacted by not playing so many minutes because the game was over and they wanted to get Moody A some playing time. Last 10 games, he's averaged 30 minutes, 15 points, five assists, four and a half boards. He's shot the ball. I think this is how he'll shoot it. 47.5% from the floor. I'll take it. Uh, just a shade under 38% from three, I'll take it, and 80% at the line. Veteran guy who can make big free throws in tight playoff games. Well, I'd have to believe so on that one. Right, absolutely. And do not underestimate how important that is. As long as he gets the line. Right. Uh, His turnover turnover ratio is better than three to one. So we've solved the Mike Conley dilemma. It's over. I believe it is. Well, sweet. (laughs) Absolutely, that's totally sweet. So I'm thinking 15 and five. Now he, that doesn't mean he won't have some 17 and six games. I understand that, you know, but, but this is the real Mike Conley, the Mike Conley that we expected 
Yeah. Has you're not, you're not getting, found itself. You're not getting 20, 21 points a game, Mike Conley, like you saw a year ago in Memphis. I understand. Too many guys need the ball. Too many guys have the ball. And he gets that now. And I think what Rudy said that was most important is controlling the tempo. Well, at this stage in his life, Mike Conley just wants to win basketball games. Absolutely. He's rich as can possibly be. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He's right. led a team and he's, this and that. And so, he's got way more games in the rearview mirror than he's got in front of him. Yeah. So win the ones you got in front of him. He's had one trip to the conference finals in his career. He would like to match or best that. So, and I think this is a good fit because Bogdanovich is getting his 20 points a game. Uh, Donovan's averaging a little under 25 points a game. All right. So, so if you're then, sitting around waiting for Conley at 20, there just aren't that many shots. I don't need him at 20. That's ex- Yeah. And he's not getting that many shots. Then all is well in Jazzland. Yes. Precisely. Well done, Yak. A very, very difficult word to spell. Another slice of cake for you. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Mike Conley slump. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It doesn't rhyme, but that's what people want to hear anyway. So I guess now, how many people out there think the last 10 games are a mirage, a fluke? A mirage, a fluke? Yeah, I don't see why they would be. I think you got a 10-game sample. You're a false a, visual, if you will. And, and it matches up with what he's done early in his career, what we thought he was going to do. Now he's done it over 10 well, games. Well, the real Mike Conley stand up. No. Will the real Mike Conley take a seat at the end of the bench with four minutes going to the next game? Because the thing is won. And you're not going to play back-to-backs. I think you're right about the that. One is I don't thing. expect him. And put Emmanuel Moutier in there and get him a little run and get him revved up. God be with Emmanuel Moutier. Because I expect Emmanuel will be playing in Detroit on Saturday. And they need to win that game and they need Moutier to be good. And Moutier's done a good job of answering the call in whatever sporadic playing Just time he gets. Be ready, yep. man. You're a pro. You're getting paid to be ready. Yep. Uh, I said bench guys, they're not necessarily paid to play. Some of them. I mean, Joe right. and and Clarkson are, but the, the lower end of the bench guys, they're paid to be ready to play. Right. And that's your role. When you're called upon, you be ready to play. And if you don't have a practice Thursday because you're recovering after the flight and blah, 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 and you got three games in four days, so I wouldn't expect they would, and if you're not going to play Friday in Boston, which I wouldn't expect he would, giving them a few minutes to get them ready for Saturday, do it. And they did. Jazz fans, how, how, how are you? Where are you hanging on? I believe the reaction <laughs> is one word. I'm in a man away. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Careful. You can get a ticket of man away. Are they buying that think- Conley is here? He's arrived. This is the Mike Conley. Because I'll take what he gave you against the Knicks. You want, you want a poll question for this? Sure, why not? All right. We'll do a poll question here. Yeah, it'll be so much fun. The word? What is the word? Grease. Relieved. Jazz fans. Relieved? Relieved. It's working. Thank goodness. Is this the real Mike Conley? Rudy says we saw the real Mike Conley. Absolutely. you damn, damn right. right. <laughs> That, because if, if this is the case, and now I can count on and we can count on Mike Conley, I don't think he's going to sit playoff games. So we can count on if he's got, let's just throw 18 games out there left. And they got 21. He plays 18 of them. And then first round, maybe second round. Is this what we're going to get from him? Uh, so that would be 
So he'd have uh, let's just let's just say twenty five games left that he'll play in. Will we see this type of production in twenty three, twenty four of them? Because if it is. That's a major addition because it's not something you've had consistently all season. And so now if it is, it's like picking somebody up who wasn't there. It's like, you know, Clarkson. They picked something. They were getting nothing out of Exum, and they pick up Clarkson. So if he gave you two points a game, it was more than Exum was giving you. And obviously he's done more than that. So it's the same thing with Conley. Maybe not exactly the same thing, but ballpark, same thing. And so that becomes a major addition to where now he's just completely seamlessly involved in the team and it's not it's not looking awkward. It looked awkward earlier in the year. You didn't know what he was thinking, where he should do, what he should do, when he should do it and all that stuff. Well, now you just watched last night and if you just looked at that game, if you turned on that game and say you pick out the player who was a star someplace else and has been out of place for most of the season, you couldn't have picked out Conley. Because he fit right in with what everybody else was doing. And that's that's absolutely great news. I guess this question needs not only a yes or no, no, he will slip, and then for the optimist, no, he will improve. Expecting more out of him. I'm not expecting more out of him because I don't think he's going to have more possessions. I think the way the offense works and the way the shots are distributed and the way the ball moves, that this is it. I don't need more out of him. If I get it, great. But I want this. I want him to be natural to where this is the way he plays the game, and the way he plays the game, he's just doing it in the natural flow of the game. So everything now is natural for Mike. That's what he needs to do. If, if, if he's in his natural rhythm, then he'll be absolutely fine. And it's a major plus for the team. Because then, if he's doing everything fine, then I think that just allows everybody else to play the roles that they're supposed to play. And it becomes something to where, all right, everybody can understand it. And we're all fine with it. Because then it's like, oh, well, do I got to bring Royce in the starting lineup? Do I got to bring him off the bench? I got to bring Joe? Blah, 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 blah. No. It, because then it's up to, it's not up, it would be up to those guys to fit in. If Conley's playing well, then we're... The discussion is over as far as, well, who should be starting, who should be coming off the bench. And if uh, it goes back to what you were talking about an hour ago, that if if Conley is who he is and if Joe has figured out, okay, this is what I have to do coming off the bench. Yeah, everything's set. Right, because now we get back to what we were talking about last summer. The defense has to choose, well, if we help, who do we leave? Who do we help off of? And if Conley is now relaxed and feeling shooting 38% from three, yeah. and I always say 40% is the number I want, but when you got three guys at 40%, if you're fourth or fifth guy or 38, that's good enough. You know, the interesting thing about the Knicks, as good as that game looked, it didn't look good because they made a bunch of threes. They actually didn't shoot it that well from three, I don't think. Let's go back and look it up. Yeah, Jazz, 28% from three, 10 of 36. Well, I just even out because the other night they shot 50. Right. The game so, before. But see, when you have an off night shooting the three and you still win comfortably and you're up double digits most of the second half on the road, excellent. Yeah, that's where Mitchell coming in, doing his thing as far as his mid-range game and then Rudy doing his thing. And Mike can drive to the basket too. And they did a good job of getting to the free throw line on the road. Mm-hmm. They attacked the rim. They got in there. And uh, everybody shot him pretty well. Guys missed one, but nobody missed two. 
ended up 80% as a team. Take that. Oh, for sure. I'd absolutely take it. I mean, it's, it's just the way it needs to be. It's the formula for winning. Todd Gibson, I'm reading from uh, Sarah Todd's D News story. She quotes Todd Gibson. There are things we can learn from that execution-wise. They were real patient. You can tell with how they were moving the ball, constantly getting into their spots, getting to their plays. You can see it. They're a playoff team trying to sharpen up. Now, Todd Gibson's been in the league for a number of years. Over a decade, and, so, yes. and he's on his, at least his third, maybe his fourth and So team. having him say that, I think that's real astute observation. It's a great quote by him saying that, that this younger team for the Knicks, that they can learn stuff from that because that's the way they need to play. It goes back to the brand Jazz basketball, the formula to win. This is what they're doing. This is what's going to lead them to success. In order for them to have the success, they must play this way. There's no other way for them to win consistently unless they play this type of ball. And they've been playing it now three games. They may not win against Boston because Tatum may go for 45 and whatnot, so be it. But they need to continue to play. I can live with a competitive loss against the Celtics as long as it is the formula, the brand in which they play. They now know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, the way they need to play in order to have success. So continue to play that way, and you'll have a good deal of success. It's early, but yeah, this is Mike Conley, 63% of the vote. Ironically, 18% of the vote for no, he will slip, and for no, he will improve. Why is that ironic? That it's split evenly. I find that ironic. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. There are as many people expecting him to improve as they are to slip. I, I really think this is it. I'd be surprised if there's more upside. If anything moves, maybe the shooting percentages move a little bit. But there's a lot of guys out there who can score. And I think the thing to the benefit of being hurt, you know, the downside is obviously he couldn't get into a rhythm and play then. But he saw the offense and what it looked like when it worked right. And there were the right people on the floor. And, and he's a vet and a high IQ basketball player. He's going to figure that out. And he has. I don't know that I want him to improve. Now, that may sound outrageous. Because it comes at the expense of somebody else. That's my point. Yep. Yes. That's where if he's more efficient because he shoots a higher percentage. But, I mean, you're, you're at 47.5% from the floor and 38% from three. You're probably not going to improve there a lot. I don't think that you need to. I think the thing that was so awesome about watching him play against the Knicks and really the last couple games is everything just seems so natural. Nothing is forced. It's like, geez, Mike, what are you doing? Oh, no, Mike, don't, don't do that. Don't shoot the ball, Mike. No, don't drive, Mike. No, get him out of there. No, what are you doing, Quinn? No, I've, I've felt none of that. Everything was, yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with all of his decisions. And he's playing off his teammates well, and they're playing off him well because they really haven't had an opportunity for an extended period of time to play off of each other with these roles being what they are. Now they're doing that. Because also, too, as in the early part of the season, as you were trying to incorporate Mike, you're also trying to incorporate Bogey. And he's been out there you know, just about every game. So he's settled in, and now Joe's settled in to coming off the bench, and Yang's settled in, Clarkson has settled in. You have everyone settling in. And this is the time of year, as Todd Gibson just said, they're sharpening up for the playoff run. Man, I remember Todd Gibson at USC. He's 34 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where has the time gone? 
All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Coming up next, Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Jazz. We'll see if he thinks this is uh, who Mike Conley is going forward, and we'll get his thoughts on the Boston game coming up. Also, Joe Ingles, waiting for him later in the show. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Jazz beat the Knicks 112-104. Bogdanovich and Mitchell lead the way with 23 points apiece. Jazz off today. They played the Celtics in Boston tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Celtics pick up a win last night. They beat the Cavs 112-106. Jason Tatum, 32 points. Gordon Hayward did not travel on the trip, did not play. We'll see if he plays against the Jazz. Elsewhere in the West, the two teams right behind the Jazz. The sixth place Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Detroit Pistons 114-107. Jazz play the Pistons Saturday. And the seventh place Dallas Mavericks beat New Orleans in overtime 127-123. College basketball tonight. Utah State and New Mexico quarterfinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. 7 o'clock on the CBS Sports Network. Listen to the game on The Zone beginning with the pregame show at 6.30. Scotty G on the call. Top of the Wire, brought to you by Ken Garf, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram. Buy your next car, Ken Garf, West Valley, used cars, now with more than 600 used vehicles in stock. They've got Utah's largest pre-owned inventory in one location. Stop by and see them today. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Zane Brugler from The Athletic breaking down the NFL draft. There's a lot of buzz right now concerning Jordan Love. What did you see out of him in the combine? And when you project a little bit, where do you think he might end up? Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And that's never more true than we talk about these quarterbacks in the draft. Which team is going to like Jordan Love over the others? And that's something that I'm not sure we know yet, but there's plenty of buzz uh, for Jordan Love. A lot of teams are saying, okay, well, once we get our hands on him, once we coach him up, they're really excited about where he could be. So I think after the combine that he had and that's after the senior bowl, I mean, I think he cemented himself as a first-round prospect. He could be in the top 10 mix. Uh, maybe he goes just outside the top 10. The momentum that he has is definitely on the rise and something that's going to help him throughout. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's time to talk jazz basketball with the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack. And he joins us on the Sprint Special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Bowler, good morning. Hey, DJ. PK, how are you? Great. Bowler. Hello, hello. Three straight wins. Working is a little more fun now, isn't it? Well, you know, i got to be honest. When you drop four after the All-Star break, uh, it's tough. And now three straight, it's uh, it's a good thing. The big test tomorrow night, in my opinion, if uh, the Jazz found their savvy, their groove, their confidence, um, and a little bit of defense, we'll find out a little bit more against Boston uh, tomorrow night. But so far, it looks like, you know, when you play a, little, a lower-level team, uh, you tend to, you know, kind of get your confidence back, and can that carry over? That's that's what I'm waiting for. Are you going to do it, <laughs> Yak? Yak, <laughs> what do you want to do, Yak? Boulder, you get on, and immediately Yak gets a text. Joe Ingles can go right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Are hey, you man. free for a few Ooh. minutes? Can we talk Let's to Joe and call you it. back? Hey, tell Joe, man, that uh, it's his show. I'll just, uh, I'll, you know, tell him I said hey, and he's in the same hotel probably down the hall, so tell him hey. 
All right, we'll call you back, Bowler. All right, pal. Pulling rank. Thank you. Bowler, rolling with it. Got a bigger name on another line. Later. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Bowler's Joe good. Ingles has got to go. Now. <laughs> Doesn't have to be Thanks. negative all the time. <laughs> okay. Uh, we actually uh, we actually got one. Hey hey ho ho. The Conley haters can go go go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, that's a positive. Conley haters have got to go. Uh, yeah. He gave him go go go. He gave him three goes. Because <laughs> if he had two goes, it would just be the go goes. They had a couple hits. <laughs> Are they touring again? Is it time for them to tour? I don't know that they tour. I think they tour a little bit individually. Oh, man. Well, they're, 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 they're 15 for the Their fans have, are older and have disposable income now. They, they got to the, do what the Eagles did. Put the grudges behind. Maybe not divide the money evenly. Go in and cash in. You've ever seen chick fights? <laughs> <laughs> Seventh grade in the hallway. Wow, did you? Crazy. Oh, please explain. It was, uh, I don't even know who it was. They, they both had long hair. There's hair flying everywhere. Was it exciting for you? Uh, it was confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I was 12. <laughs> Maybe at 16 I would have had a, a different set of emotions. I don't know. But at 12, I was like, what in the world? DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 12.80 The Zone. Yak, do it. Hey, yeah. This is The Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic. <laughs> And certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells! Ben. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. <laughs> With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joe, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? We're doing well. How are you? I'm great. So it's three in a row now. It's easy to look at the wins and losses. Clearly something has changed. What has changed since we spoke to you a week ago, aside from obviously the outcomes? Um... I think, I mean, obviously we'll win games, which is, which is different and which kind of takes people off the, the edge of the cliff a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I think we, I said it post-game yesterday that I think we played a lot of good quarters and home, even in the, the losing streak. Um, even when we lost five, what is it, before the break, um, I think we played a lot of a lot of good basketball. We just hadn't put it all together. They'd go on one one big run, and we wouldn't be able to get back from that. Or it'd be one player that we wouldn't be able to, um, whatever, kind of pick it up on the defensive end. And um, I think we just yeah, you're figuring it out. And we're all figuring it out kind of obviously like with me now coming off the bench, figuring out who I'm playing with, and I think that's starting to work and. Um, I think we're all just kind of figuring out, obviously, at a, at a good time as the season's kind of ending. Yeah, it's absolutely. I'd agree with that. You know, the thing that I've been able to watch and enjoy is that, you know, because we watch all the games, 
we understand the method, the brand, the formula and what you guys need to play in order to win and have success. And the thing about it, particularly against the Knicks, but even the couple games before, is like we're seeing jazz basketball. Every, every team has their own way to win. And you guys have been playing the way you're supposed to. And, and that's something that I think can lead to success. You think that you got uh, 21 games to go now. That's something that we can see consistently going forward. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> That's the plan. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't put any money on it, but I, I don't think we're going to win all the twenty-one games. I think we're going to have some losses, and um, obviously, they're the ones that you you want to you want to play well. Like I said, you want to play well. If, and I, I think coaches said it a few times before. You want to kind of win, win or loss. Obviously, we're trying to win, but we want to keep getting better and better as the thing kind of finishes out. And, um, like you said, we want to be playing our, our style. We want to be playing the way we want to play on, on both ends. And defensively, I think we've gotten, gotten better and better. Um, there's little breakdowns that, like last night, some miscommunication stuff that um, can kind of easily be cleaned up. Um, and then on the offensive end, like I said, just figuring out different times. It's... Um, it's it's different sometimes. So you, you figure out who you're playing. Like I said, now coming off the bench, I'm playing a lot with with Mike and JC, um, which is very different to playing with Donovan and Mike or Donovan and Royce. And um, so you, you're figuring out kind of when you can be aggressive, when not, who's got a weakness, who's got the mismatch, and um, this is our time, obviously, to kind of clean all that stuff up before the, the playoffs come. You've uh, you've obviously played with Rudy for a long time, and the NBA has been involving. While well, you guys have been two teammates uh, here with the Jazz, how different is it defending with Rudy behind you? Uh, you know, three or four years ago, and now when there's so many more big guys who are three point shooters, and Rudy's spending a lot more time out on the three point line instead of in the paint, and not just on the three point line, but it seems like teams are moving him to one side of the floor on the three-point line and then attacking from the other side of the floor. How much does that change what you guys have to do defensively? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it does. At the end of the day. Um, obviously, our our structure and kind of the way we play hasn't changed much. It's been pretty consistent since I've been here. But, um, yeah, just some of the, the, I guess, like you said, the spacing of it. and Even a lot of times, Rudy's on the strong side so he actually can't help at all and if he does it's a, a wide open pretty easy kind of corner three so um, yeah I mean it's, it's, it, I mean, when I first got here we were starting I think we were starting Ennis and Fave at the four and the five and then it went obviously to Fave and Rudy and um, and now we're starting Boyana Royce or whoever you kind of count as the four so um, it's very different um, I think the league will keep keep changing I think it's something that I don't want to say it's like a a big circle but I don't think it'll go keep going around to back to like two bigs but I think I do think it'll get um, with the switching and all that I think it'll kind of go back to how it used to be eventually Um, it's hard to do I think Houston's probably the only only team that kind of really does it Um, so you've obviously got to, they've got to have some pretty high level success to, to change every other team to kind of play that way so um, I mean if they come out and win the championship you might see every every centre's uh, value go down a fair bit but 
Um, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's very different and, um, yeah, you just got to you got to adjust. You got to keep moving with the times, and obviously we're pretty lucky with the coach we've got. It's uh, all over that kind of stuff. So after the game, Rudy said, as far as Mike Conley, he said this is the real Mike when he's talking about what the or the way he played against the Knicks. Uh, is that just a matter of him and you and everybody else just settling in? And so now we're seeing what we expected to see maybe earlier in the season. Um, yeah, I mean, I. I I don't want to be like <laughs> rude to him, but I think he can still play better. I think he, he will want to play better. Um, I think we all know what he did for whatever it was in 12 years in Memphis, and um, to, to be the player he was for so long, it's uh, you, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Um, he wants to be really good, and he obviously wants to help our team a lot. And, um, I think. For, for me and him, it's been it's been really cool recently playing with him, and um, for me to take the pressure off him to to run all the stuff, and for me to be able to get him some shots, and I think um, it makes it a bit the, the game a bit easier for him. He doesn't have to bring the ball up every time, and um, if you think about how they played in Memphis, he 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 literally brought the ball up every possession, and him and Mark basically played a pick and roll every possession, and. Um, that, that's really different when you do that and then you come to a team that's got three, four, five other ball handlers that can um, kind of help help him create and help him. He doesn't have to get his own shot off playing pick and roll. One of us can, one of them last night that is in my mind, we played a pick and roll, he just gets to catch and shoot a three. It's like, uh, he, he's never been in that situation or really had a team like that. So, um, yeah, I think, like you said, we just kind of keep getting better playing together. We, um, the last couple of games, I think, have, have started to show kind of how, how how good it can be. And like I said, I think he wants to play better. I know I want to keep playing better. Um, but if we keep winning, that's, uh, that's a, kind of a good way down that track. You know, a lot of people were worried when you were coming off the bench early in the year and didn't think your numbers looked that good. And I think there are a lot of reasons for that. And some of them you won't discuss because it might reflect poorly on teammates. And I know you well enough to know that, A, you won't do it. And then, B, you'll hit me in the head the next time you see me. So You're a smart man. <laughs> so, but I do think that there were a couple possessions in the Knicks game where all the pieces on the floor fit. You know, the people know Niang can make the three. They don't want to leave him. They know Clarkson can light him up. They don't want to leave him. Uh, Mike Conley was out there, and he's shooting 38% for three. They don't want to leave him. So you run a pick and roll and hit Bradley. And I just wonder how much your play off the bench is better now than it was earlier in the year, just because it's later in the year. Everybody knows their rules. Some of the pieces have changed, and all the pieces now just kind of it together and you could just read the floor and Bradley was the read that was the guy who was open but all five guys can do their job and it makes everybody's life easier including yours for sure I mean I've I said it at the start of the season I I don't have a problem not one little bit of coming off the bench Um, I obviously I want to win and and if that's kind of the best case scenario for, for me to be in that role then um I'll do it to the to the best I can, and I think I, I was trying to do that early on. And um, I don't know if it wasn't working, but it wasn't. <laughs> it probably wasn't working. Um, more more on me than the, the coach or the team or anything. I think it was just um, mentally. It's it, it was different. I was trying to figure it out, and 
there's a lot of stuff going on obviously with a new team and new role for me and um, obviously Mike's injury early on in the year was trying to just bump me back in there by default really and um, yeah I mean when it when it when I got the when we had the kind of conversation about it again um, the second time around I was in my head and all that and like, it was like I was gonna I'm gonna make it work like I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna make it work and um, I mean it's 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 hard you still you, I'm still trying to figure out different kind of bits and pieces and um, like uh, like we people I don't think people really like we, we've got a really like a really good team um, and like I said a lot of playmakers a lot of scorers like we've we've got a really good team that's obviously like we've talked it's probably easily the deepest team since I've been here in the, the 60 years and um, it's it's about us finding those like we said before finding the right kind of style of play and the right tempo and when I'm aggressive and when it's Mike's not a turn or um, if Donovan's going or Royce has made some shots or whoever it is Boyan um, just to kind of slowly kind of picking our times to be aggressive because we've got kind of four guys out there at least three guys out there every every um, possession that can, can create and either create for themselves or create for others so um, we're really lucky with that we've just got to obviously take advantage of it every time we come down the floor I'm wondering when you make the extra pass how much confidence it gives the guy who's on the receiving end because there was a play I think against Cleveland and you had the ball and you had a shot and then you took it back you threw your left-handed one-handed pass to Niang in the corner and he nails the three. I'm just wondering as that ball is coming to somebody you think that that pumps them up even more hey my guy believes in me and he's giving me the ball so that gives me more confidence to make the shot? For sure. Um, And I'd be I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but they, they I mean, they know it's coming when it's me. Um, I don't know, I'm not the only one on the team that does that, but um, well, I think they know that if it's, if I'm on the, that kind of 45 um, area and they're in the corner, like the, I think it was, um, I can't remember one game, but there was a game recently that we were kind of not over thinking about it, but we're trying to get Boyan some shots and get him going a little bit and, like I knew, it was, I, and it was the same thing. I was wide open. I know I could have shot it, um, but I knew he was there, and I knew if I got it to him quick enough, he would get a wide open shot as well. Um, and I, I remember catching and trying to throw it so fast to him so that he could get before his guy closed out that he could get an open shot. And, um, he actually made the shot, and I mean that's not the reason he's <laughs> started to to make some shots recently, but. Um, I, I always tell them like if it's a swing swing situation like I'm throwing it so like be ready to shoot I think when I play with George it's um, I feel that kind of need and, and want to, to get him he, he's out there to, to space the floor and shoot well he's um, he's aware of what he's out there to do and that's why he I mean it might look like he in two and a half minutes he gets five shots up but that's what, what he's out there to do for us and um I put that kind of pressure on myself to make sure I can get him some open looks because that's what um, he's out there doing. He helps us obviously a, a lot when he's out there doing that. So yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things. We're an unselfish team, regardless of, of who it is. Um, but yeah, I mean they they all know that that, that that it's coming right to them if it's if it's me up there. 
So you just saw Boston. They're kind of fresh in your mind, I would think. Uh, it wasn't that long ago, and now you're going to see them again. What uh, what have you got to do better against the Celtics? What did they do that really gave you fits that night? Um, I mean, they tore up our zone for a couple minutes there, which was um, a lot of it was like Marcus Smart too, which um, he's actually he's shooting away. He's, he's playing. He's a really good player. He's playing really well this year, and um, I mean they'll be different. I think Kemba played the last game they played. Um, Jalen Brown, kind of. I don't know if he's playing. We'll have to kind of obviously see how they're. But but Kemba's obviously a big difference if he's in there. Um, depending on who's kind of in and out, we'll, we'll see. Um, probably tomorrow, but. Um, yeah, I mean, we just yeah. I think we were we were really good for the first half. Um, that was that's a game in my mind that, and I was on the floor because at the time, so I know really well. But that's when that second unit was out there. We we let them go, and I, I don't know what the run was, but that's when they got the lead out. And we we couldn't really get it back um, after that, and that's uh, the things we need to be be better at. I think we are now, as silly as it seems, kind of two games later. But I think we are. Um, better in those situations now. I think we we know we have a better idea of what we're running at the time, what we're doing, who's handling, um, where we can get a really good shot. So if they go on a six zero run or eight zero run, we know where we can run whatever the play is and and get a really good shot. And um, yeah, that's. I mean, honestly, I think that was that was a huge part in the game. We were, we were in the zone and Marcus Smart hit two or three threes and. Um, kind of broke open the game uh, a little bit, so um, yeah, it'll be a be a big one. It'll be it's a, it's a fun fun place to play, and um, yeah, hopefully we can get a win. So the last six or eight weeks has been incredibly high and low, you know, with big winning streaks and losing streaks, and then the roller coaster of wins. Well, yeah, well, that's what I'm going to ask you. Is it hard not to get caught up in it? Mm, um, I, like, I really don't want this to sound bad, but not. Not for me, pers- for me personally, no. Um, like you, I mean, we've I've said this, and probably people get really bored driving to work listening to me say the same thing a lot. But um, they still tune in anyway, so it doesn't really matter, does it? No. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, when you, my my perspective of since having the kids and having Jacob stuff and all that, like I've, I've said a million times, but it gives me a very clear understanding of of life and what's important. And obviously I'm not saying that it's not important a win or a loss or a streak or, or whatever, but um, I'm not going to finish a game and go home to my, my kids and be be down. And um, I mean, they wouldn't let me. They're, they're just uh, kind of that little shine of light that, win or lose or if I have zero or if I have 50 it doesn't matter they they treat me the same and um, it's very kind of humbling and um, I, I guess kind of keeps you on your two feet on the ground when you get to go home to a situation like that we get I get to walk in the door and um, and Jacob's non-stop talking now which a year ago I didn't hear my son's voice uh, um, I mean it definitely uh, I don't mean that like I said, in a bad way, I don't, I don't go home and and not think about things I could have done better or why I'm not playing well or, or whatever. But um, I'm definitely not going <laughs> to kind of go home and um, 
not enjoy my family and my kids and um, I, I was dropping Miller at school during one of those streaks that we were losing and some of the parents are like oh tough time with the jazz I'm like well I get to drop my daughter at school every day and pick her up every day and see my son when I get home and um, like it sucks losing but the sun comes up and life will go on and, and we'll obviously keep getting better and trying to do everything we can to, to keep winning games so um, other guys I, I don't know how they take it obviously there's, there's different guys and different kind of feelings and thoughts but um, once I leave the arena it's, uh, it's the kids and Renee for me so thank goodness for Renee and the kids I think that was so bad. I think that was the point. I don't think it's supposed I'm to be. I'm glad you have Renai and the kids. Oh, my. It's better than your American accent, big guy. Have you heard it before? Let's hear it. Oh, I am Jay's Nation. It's me, Joe Ingles, and them. Um, <laughs> A lot of people asking me about why the Jays are struggling, and um, I just wanted to say a couple of things about that. And <laughs> or Nay and the kids. <laughs> I did see that was that uh, video yeah. online, huh? Yep. Yeah. Was, yeah. That was terrible too. Right? That <laughs> Come on, fellow was. You showed it to your wife. You knew you laughed. We know you laughed. Come on. I definitely didn't show it to her, and I. <laughs> How about the kids? <laughs> ah, no, the kids didn't get it. The kids have got too much other stuff going on. <laughs> Let's hear your American accent then, big guy. What do you got? No, because I, I know I, like, you know, you know when you know, like, if you can't swim, you're not going to get jumped in the ocean, are you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that applies to me doing my Australian accent. Though. I do. I get it totally. <laughs> you know, I sit across you know from. You know it's horrible. <laughs> be quiet and ask me a question in American. <laughs> in ask American. me a question in American. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it right there. That was brilliant. Between me and Renai and Jacob and Milan. <laughs> All right, uh, what other thing? <laughs> One other thing we should tell you is we were actually one question into a Craig Bullerjack interview when we got the text. So we literally you got a bigger name on another line. We got to go, Bowler. So uh, Bowler's waiting for a callback. So we'll let you go and we'll go talk to Bowler. What was his one question? Was it a good question? Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, I was asking about how much more fun his life has been the last week calling three wins. It's it's way easier. Oh, you make I, his job so much the easier. The question was, isn't it about time Joe started playing well? <laughs> <laughs> trust, trust me, I've seen all, everyone else write that to me. <laughs> all right. We'll let you go. Thanks, Joe. And thanks for uh, doing an interview in American. <laughs> no worries, guys. All right. See you. <laughs> All right, there's Joe Ingles. I'm uh, glad he can go home to Renai and the kids. When we come back, <laughs> Craig Bowlerjack. Next on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.